0: Hello and welcome to a truly mini mini episode of Hold My Popcorn because it is just me, Max. Nobody else is gonna be on this one. Uh, yesterday I took the day off to spend some time with the lovely wife and we went to go see uh, the new movie Joker um typically at hold my popcorn we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones and this is a good movie but i'm not going to be making fun of it because i've listened to multiple cynical movie review podcasts like ours and it seems that although joker initially received universal praise it has uh, since then kind of come back down to earth and has been uh, subjected to a lot of social criticism as well as cinematic and plot-driven criticism so, I'm not going to really talk about the whole social stuff, though. Um, but the, the first question that I'm going to be asking and answering by myself, because I'm a crazy person right now, is, is this one of the best superhero movies ever made? And No, it's not. Um, it's not really even a superhero movie, either. It's a character study and a cautionary tale told through the lens of a deeply disturbed man tightly wound up in a Warner Brothers DC comic book wrapping paper. But if you take... The name of the city and the names of some of the characters out of it, what you really get is just a gritty, sad, well-made indie film with a phenomenal performance by Joaquin Phoenix, who is definitely one of the greatest actors that we have today and who could have easily done a big, bloated, blockbuster comic book movie, but instead took this role that is still going to be having comic nerds as well as film buffs talking about it years from now. And going back to the character study, this isn't an origin story of the Prince Clown of Gotham who's a criminal mastermind and expert in chemistry. Instead, it's about a mentally ill man with a long history of emotional and physical abuse who just craves to be loved and noticed by anybody but doesn't have the mental capacity to do it. And um, this is a great quote that is actually in the film um, that Joaquin Phoenix had written down. He had a personal journal that he also used as a joke book. Um, And this is the line. The worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't. Kind of stinks that the Joker had to say it, but nonetheless, it's still a powerful quote. And, uh, you know, millions of people are still going to be able to read that. So there is a platform for that. Um, But kind of as far as a cautionary tale goes... Uh, Because from an outside view, all you see is him as just another one of the undesirables in a big city. The weird guy on the bus that you ignore, the quiet guy in the elevator who probably smells bad. The guy that you avoid in the streets the second you see him. And what I feel this movie is also saying is if a man like that doesn't get the help that he needs because no one cares about him, and then throw gas on the fire by cutting social services for the underprivileged, What you get is a man who doesn't really have control over his actions, so, you know, first of all, just don't pick on him, and then also just don't be the shit out of him in the street either, because that's not going to really end well. And as far as those who don't know me, I'm a diehard Batman fan. I'm looking at over 30 Batman graphic novels in my uh, bookshelf in my office here right now as I speak, so I'm going to do a quick little ranking and uh, briefly just explore the cinematic performances of the Joker real quickly. So just on a ranking scale of uh, 1 through 4, 1 being the best and 4 being Jarrett Leto, I have uh, Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, Joaquin, and then the hot topic, Juggalo Joker from Suicide Squad. And as far as Ledger goes, I've discussed him on our Villains episode, uh, so check that one out uh, for more information, but I never get sick of this performance. And you know something different every single time you watch it. I mean, he's truly an evil, sadistic, and organized killer who just wears clown makeup to counter with the guy on the other end of the table who's dressed up as a bat and is just brutally beating up bad guys. Um, Also, just from a movie standpoint, The Dark Knight is an amazing film, but the third act isn't as good as the first two. While in this new movie... I'd say the first act of, of this is a bit slow and sad, but by the time you get into the third act, whoa, Nettie, my heart was just pounding the whole time. And as far as Nicholson goes, he's still the closest portrayal to the comic book character. He has the silly props. He has the gangster background with his crew of Joker goons. They have the Joker cars. Um, it's the only movie that he actually uses Joker gas, which is a big part of his arsenal in the comics. Um... And also Nicholson really seemed to have a lot of fun playing the character because he had the chance to be really silly and goofy and still probably one of my favorite parts of his performances are the small things that he does towards the end of a scene where he'll just start making weird noises just all by himself. There's nobody else there, uh, for an example, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Uh, But for an example, at one point in the movie, he's just sitting at the table by himself rolling his eyes like a five-year-old just going, boop, boop and just looking around. Um, Great choice by Nicholson to do those weird, quirky, goofy things, and also it was great that uh, Tim Burton just kept the film rolling for him to do that kind of weird stuff. And as far as Joaquin goes, I've already talked a little bit about him, and I don't want to spoil anything. I know, know, Logan, I'm sorry. I can't spoil it, though. People haven't seen the movie yet, dude. I know. Dog disagrees. Uh, But, you know, he dresses up as a clown for work, and... The main plot points center around a spontaneous act that had zero planning. Also, his laugh was incredible because he has this variance of how he laughs, ranging from sad to nervous to just faking it. But he never laughs out of joy. And I thought that was just very unique uh, way of kind of making the Joker different uh, compared to Nicholson's cackle, which is kind of just based out of pure insanity. While Ledger's laugh is more of like a weird fetish, sadistic giggle. And as far as Jared Leto goes, that movie and the Joker character can just fuck off. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Jogaloo Joker, Joker because he's just better suited to play a villain in a Zoolander movie. But to just wrap up this episode, I'm going to give the old Hold My Popcorn rating here, which is going to be seven much-needed prescription refills out of one much-needed daily hug out of two very large much-needed sandwiches because he was disgustingly skinny in this movie but I hope you all enjoyed my rambling and uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to wrap up October and uh, to kick off November Uh, we got a couple of special uh, re-guest appearance, fuck Uh, (laughs) we have a couple of uh, special guest appearances by um, people that have been on our show prior Um, some might say a former regulars, Logan get the hell out of here Um, As well as um, a real big uh, podcast guest that's going to be coming on sometime in November. And we're going to be doing a crossover episode, too. So stay tuned for that. And um, also, in the meanwhile, go out and see Joker if you haven't seen it yet. Just don't take somebody on a first date to see it because that would be kind of awkward. And that's going to be the episode, guys. And we'll be back later this week with a very spooky, crappy, campy movie. Goodbye. Goodbye.